elevate, elevate. And we're back. <clears throat> we're back to the Elevate podcast. I'm yours truly, the host, Sherman Jones. Um, we're back. It's an exciting time of year. Uh, the NBA regular season just ended last night. And we're getting amped up for these playoffs. But before I dive into my predictions as to who will be uh, crowned champs again and how they get there, I'm going to start with the um, the, po- the regular season awards. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the who I think should be the most improved player, um, defensive player of the year, MVP, of course, six man of the year, rookie of the year, and the coach of the year. Um, so let me start with the most improved player for the 2018-19 season. I know a lot of people um, like D'Angelo Russell and think that he should be the most improved player. Of course, I beg to differ. Um, I'm going to go with Siakam. Yep. My most improved player for the 18-19 season is going to be Pascal Siakam. Reason being, uh, he improved drastically over the course of the season from last season. He went from averaging seven points a game to averaging 17 points a game. He went from averaging five rebounds to seven rebounds. Um, he went from two assists to three. And then his shooting percentage was from 51 to 55. Um, but the big the big thing is um, his scoring. He went from averaging seven points a game in the 2017-18 season to averaging 17 a game in the 18-19 season. So my most improved player is going to go to Siakam out of Toronto, for, for Toronto Raptors number 43, uh, Cameroon. He's from Cameroon. All right. And with D'Lo, uh, D'Lo's been good. He's been really good. Um since he's been in the league, he's been good. Um, D'Lo's um, points went from he averaged 16 in the 17-18 season to averaging 21 in the 18-19 um, season. His rebound stayed the same. Uh, he went up by two more assists. But even still, like I said, they made the playoffs. Uh, he was a default all-star. What I mean by that is he got in the all-star game because – uh, Victor Oladipo got hurt. Now, I mean, take it how you want. Doesn't make me any difference. The truth is the truth. Yes, he's an all star, but he got in because the guy got hurt. He was a it was an add on. Anyways, most improved player Pascal Siakam, Toronto Raptors. Moving on to uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, for my defensive player of the year, I'm gonna go with uh, Giannis. Um, when you when they break down in defensive win shares, which pretty much estimates the number of wins a player produces for his team due to his defensive abilities, um, Giannis accounts for 18, leads the league with 18 um, win shares, defensive win shares. Um, a lot of people are going Rudy Gobert. Um, I don't think that Rudy Gobert has the same uh, defensive um, capabilities and versatility as Giannis. So I'm going to go with Giannis for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, for Sixth Man of the Year, we know who that is already. They should rename the award. Lou Will. Yep, Lou Will, Sixth Man of the Year. 
Average 20 points a game off the bench. Why he's still coming off the bench, I don't know. I guess it's something he wants to do. Uh, so, again, that's going to be uh, Lou Will, Los Angeles Clippers, six men of the year. Now, when it comes to this rookie of the year, uh, I actually have it as a co-rookie of the year with Luka Doncic and uh, Trey Young. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, man, Luka's been great. Yeah, but Luka, the bad thing with the rookie of the year was before the season even started, everybody had already crowned Luka the rookie of the year. Before he dribbled the ball in the NBA, he was already rookie of the year to everybody. Um, he had a great start to the season. Trey Young didn't. Trey Young had a great finish to the season. Luka was average first at the end of the season. So with that being said, my rookie of the year is a co-rookie of the year. Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks and Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks. Co-rookie of the year. Um, moving on to coach of the year. A lot of good candidates out there. You got uh, Mike Bodenholder. Hoser from the Milwaukee Bucks. You got uh, Nate McMillan from Indiana Pacers just because he was able to hold the team afloat when their best player got injured. Oladipo's been gone since before the All-Star break and Somehow, some way, the Pacers are still in the five seed in the East. So uh, he's a good candidate. And then Mike Malone from Denver, Denver Nuggets, is a good candidate as well uh, for Coach of the Year. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Mike Budenholzer from Milwaukee Bucks. Um, he is a plus 16 in wins. He went from 44 wins in the 2017 season, 2017-18 season, to 60 wins and leading the league. In 2018-19. So that's a big jump. Uh, all he did was change the coach. He gave us a guy some confidence. He put the ball in the right people's hands. And he changed their scheme and made them move faster, be quicker with everything. And that aided to, of course, having Giannis as well, that aided to a plus 16 in the win column. Um, like I said, the other candidates are good as well, but I'm going to go with uh, Mike Budenholzer. And then, of course, for my MVP, I'm going with Giannis. Uh, it's just his, his overall game, and James Harden is it, deserving. Uh, James Harden is the alien of the NBA. Um, scores the ball at will, whether that's uh, mid-range, getting to the rim, shooting threes, getting to the free throw line, what have you. I just think that by the Bucks winning as much as they did and Giannis being the, the guy both offens- offen- offensively and defensively for his team and leading those men, um, he deserves, and he's my MVP. Uh, not No knock against James Harden. He deserving as well, but I'm going to go with uh, Giannis. I've been said that already in my previous uh, podcast episodes. So, again, my MVP is going to be Giannis. Uh, transitioning, since we've been still talking about the playoffs, um, it's going to be some interesting matchups. I think I got I got some good matchups in the West, actually. That OKC and Portland is a great matchup. Uh, San Antonio and Denver is another great matchup. The other two are so-so. Um, in the East, the uh, Raptors, not, not the Raptors, I'm sorry. The Celtics and Pacers is a decent matchup. Um, I'm really interested in seeing how the Brooklyn Nets look in the playoffs against the Sixers. Um, I want to see... How, how the team can grow in the playoffs. Like, are they, uh, is the moment too big for them? 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell always says he got ice in his veins. I think he'll be more than ready to ball. But will his team follow suit as he will? I'm not sure, but we'll see. But um, so starting in the, the Western Conference, the 1-8 matchup is Golden State uh, Warriors, Monstars from Oracle, uh, playing against the L.A. Clippers. Uh, it's pretty funny because uh, since the Clippers, since uh, since they made the trade, the big fella, uh, Zubac goes to the Clippers from the Lakers. The Clippers have been talking a lot. They've been saying, oh, we're the real team in L.A. If you want to see some playoff basketball, cheer for the Clippers, et cetera, et cetera. Funny thing is, their first-round matchup against the Warriors, the Monstars or Oracle, sweep. Sweep. So in just about a week, they'll be right at home with the Lakers as well. So Staples Center will be close to basketball. Coming soon. Coming soon. They will get swept by Golden State Warriors. All right. So then in the 4-5 matchup, I got the Rockets beating the Jazz in five games. I give I give the Jazz one game in Utah just by being a home game and and just playing out of their minds for one game. The game will still be close. They'll probably win by four at home. Um, next, in the 3-6, the 3-6 matchup, you got... Portland Trailblazers and OKC Thunder. Upset, upset. Here we go. Upset, upset. Here we go. OKC beats Portland in six. Um, Portland doesn't have enough on the wings to me. Uh, your backcourt is elite, but where else are you going to get scoring from? Uh, Mo Harkless, uh, Alfred Aminu, those guys don't move the needle for me, so... That's going to be upset, upset. Here we go. Upset, upset. Okay, she's beat Portland in six. And then in the 2-7 matchup, um, you got the Denver Nuggets, San Antonio Spurs. Denver Nuggets had a great year. It ends here. Um, I got the Spurs beating Denver in seven. Yes. I'm not even calling it an upset because I respect Pop too much. It just so happens that the San Antonio Spurs are the seventh seed. So, I got San Antonio beating Denver in seven. So that means that Denver loses at home, sorry, to Popovich and the Spurs. Going to the East, um, the 1-8 matchup is Milwaukee Bucks and Detroit Pistons. I got Milwaukee Bucks in five. Um, That team is too good. Um, The Pistons, they kind of limped into the playoffs. Um, And unfortunately, they losing five. In the four five matchup, uh, you got the Boston Celtics, uh, Indiana Pacers. Um, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Marcus Smart isn't playing. He's out four to six weeks with a, an oblique injury. Um, I think that's going to be crucial to the Celtics. Um, they do have that man, Kyrie Irving, but Marcus Smart is kind of like the tough guy on that team. And the way he defends, and gets timely buckets, uh, they're going to miss that. He should be out the first two rounds of the playoffs if they make it that far. But anyways, I got the Celtics beating the Pacers in six. Nate McMillan coaches the Pacers well. They play hard, but at the end, talent prevails, and Kyrie Irving leads the Celtics uh, to a win over the Pacers in six. A good matchup in the uh, three-six you got the Philadelphia 76ers and Brooklyn Nets. I, again, I want to see the way that everybody on the team performs, not named D'Angelo Russell. I know he's going to put on uh, 
But I have the 76ers being Brooklyn in five. Again, too much talent on the Sixers team. Too much length. Um, and Jared Allen's a good defender, but Joel Embiid is he's different, to say the least. He's different. Um, and then in the 2-7 matchup, you got Toronto Raptors and the Orlando Magic. I got the Raptors in a sweep. Sweepy, sweep, sweep. Sweet, sweet. Sorry, Orlando. Um, great year. You made the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Sweep, sweep. Sweep, sweep. All right, moving back to the West. So, in the second round, here we go. Golden State, Oracle Monstars, playing against the Houston Rockets. I got a Golden State in six. Uh, I don't want to explain all that. They're just too good. They were too good last year, too good the year before. They're even better now with Boogie. They're just too good. All right. Golden State in six. And then you move on to the other second round matchup when you have OKC and San Antonio. I think this is this may be the series where Paul George earns his his paycheck. Um, I got OKC in six over the Spurs in the second round. Going back to the East. You got the one seed Bucks playing against the four seed Celtics. Kyrie, Kyrie, Celtics in seven. Yes, Celtics beat the Bucks in seven. Good year, Giannis. You should be getting the MVP. Probably get defensive player year two, but you're going home in round two. Celtics beat the Bucks in seven. Then oh, a juicy, juicy matchup. The East, the East second round matchups are darn good. Uh, 76ers. And the Raptors, second round, I got the Sixers beating the Raptors in seven. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to be a beast. But then again, I just think that the Sixers have too much. You, they, have, they just have too much for the Raptors. That's what I think. Um, so you got the Sixers beating the Raptors. But it does go seven. Entertaining series. Both second round matchups in the East should be entertaining with the Celtics and the Bucks, And then the Sixers and the Raptors. So in the Western Conference Finals, I have Golden State playing against OKC. Get your popcorn ready. Like T.O. said, you got Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant in the Western Conference Finals to go to the finals for the first time since Kevin Durant left OKC to play for the Warriors. Get your popcorn ready. Golden State in five. Yes, that's simple. Golden State in five. One, two, three, four, five. I give OKC one. The first game, they go back to... No, actually, the second game, they go back. The first time... It should be game three when they go back the first time in the playoffs. And it's going to be a whole bunch of boos and crap for KD. He's going to hush him up. It's going to be an emotional game. KD going to hush him up. And that emotional game, Russ is going to do too much. And KD going to hush him up. And they win game three, lose game four, go back to Oracle game five, get the dub. All right. Now, Celtics, Sixers. Ooh, that's juicy, man. That's juicy in the East. Celtics, Sixers, with the Sixers having home court advantage. That is juicy. Whew, can't wait, can't wait. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Celtics in seven. 
Celtics in seven. Kyrie gets it done in the clutch. He gets it done in the clutch time in the game seven on the road. Step to the right three-pointer. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Uncle Drew gets it done against the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. So now we have the finals. We got Golden State, the Oracle Monsters, and you got Boston Celtics in the finals. Uh, another juicy matchup. LeBron couldn't beat the Warriors with KD. Can Kyrie do it with his Boston Celtics squad? Nope. Golden State in four. So again, your 2019 NBA champs will be Golden State in a sweep over the Boston Celtics. They're that good. I'm sorry. They're that good. Sweep. Sweep. Get your brooms out. Sweep. Now, that's 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 my predictions right there. I got Golden State beating Boston in the in the finals. Um, and then after that, all heck's going to break loose with the free agency. Um, I don't know. I have no idea who's going to do what, who's going to go where. I don't know. I, I know who I want the Lakers to get, but I don't know who they're going to get. Uh, they got some, uh, some, some, some house cleaning to do first. Uh, and, oh, and before I get out of here, I was listening to uh, Rick Buecher talk earlier, and he said that he believes that Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, has everything just the way she wants it. He says that he he believes that she knew Magic was going to leave because he he wanted to fire Rob Palenka, and she told him no. So she says, he says that, you know, that's her brother, so she knew what to do to push his buttons. Now, him leaving the team abruptly the way he did, Rebuka reports that, nah, she probably didn't know that, but she knew that she could push the right buttons to get him out of there. And something else that he said, which is really interesting, is Jeannie Buss has a close relationship with Magic, but she also has a close relationship with Kobe Bryant. So he's reporting that Kobe Bryant is the one that's pulling the strings on the Lakers franchise. Rob Palenka used to be Kobe Bryant's agent, by the way. So he thinks that Kobe Bryant is the one pulling the strings with the Lakers organization. And it's a good way for him to stay behind the scenes and pull strings and keep Rob Palenka in charge so that Rob Palenka and Kobe together get free agents to come to the Lakers. This is what Rick Bucher is saying. Okay. He also, lastly, he said that he believes that Jeannie Buss's big free agent prize is Kawhi Leonard. That's what she's after. So he says that he believes that Jeannie Buss is in cahoots with Kobe Bryant, which would keep Rob Palenka where he's at for the time being. And she's going to allow Kobe Bryant and Rob Palenka to try to bring Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. This is what Rick Bucher said. He said it on Undisputed. He said it on uh, the other, what's the name of the show? Uh, with the black dude. Marcellus Wiley and the other dude. 
First Things First, not First Things First, whatever the show is on Fox Sports 1 with Marcellus Wally and the, the other black dude. Um, sorry, I can't remember what it is. He says it on there too. He says that he believes that Kobe Bryant is pulling strings behind the scenes and Jeannie Buss is going to tell Rob Palenka, it's, it's up to you. If you get Kawhi, you can stay. If not, moving on. This is what, I, this is what Ricky Brooker is reporting. This is not my words. I don't, I, I don't know. This, I didn't say this. So don't get upset with me. This is Rick Bucher. You can Google it. This is what he's saying. But he's saying that she has everything wherever she wants it. And he says that she's actually, like, grimy. She just, she's just pretty, and she smiles a lot, but she's grimy. This is what Rick Bucher is reporting. So we'll keep an eye out for that and just see what happens. Uh, like I always tell you guys, bless up, stay prayed up. And everybody, because you love them, tell them you love them. You never know when you're not going to be able to tell them you love them anymore. So stay, stay positive and tell everybody you love them. On that note, we out. Be blessed.